Hey folks, this is Scott, back for another week of KC Greats. I have got a really unique guest for us this week. I got Cam Awesome. How are you, Cam? Good, good. Thank you for having me on. No, I appreciate you taking time. You're a busy guy. No, everyone looks busy on social media. <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to do it, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy. My kids don't cry. Life oh, is good. Exactly. I'm not behind on bills. The dog doesn't poop on the rug. No, yeah, life yeah. is perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, Cam, I always kind of wonder, you know, you've kind of become um, kind of a big figure here in KC. I'd say at least at least an E-list. Excellent. Excellent. Where did it start? I mean, you weren't born here, right? But did you get here soon or what? I, I was uh, born in Long Island, New York. Lived there till I was like about 18. Okay. And lived in Florida for a year and then came out to Kansas City. But when I changed my name legally to Mr. Awesome uh, in February of 2013, I called it my after birthday party. So cool. I was reborn in Kansas City. So technically, I'm from you Kansas City. You can call it a native. Yeah. I like that, man. So what what got you here, I guess, originally? Uh, boxing. I was, I, uh, I was boxing. I started boxing in my senior year in high school. Uh-huh. And within the first two years, won nationals. Uh, I was living in Florida at the time. And I fought at super heavyweight. John Brown, he's a coach. He lives in Kansas City. He brought me out here to spar with his fighter, Jeremiah Graziano. Okay. If you remember Jeremiah. Uh, I've heard the name. I'm he, not greatly he, versed in fight he's, circles. Uh, he's, he's, uh, they call him Weissen, White Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he's, his name was KMFO. But he was like, he was great. He was knocking everyone out. He went like 15-0, and 0, wow. like 14 first-round knockouts as a pro. And then just kind of was like, yeah, I'm done. Just, just stopped. Kind of fell off the radar. No, he just walked away. He was just like, no yeah, kidding. Hey, guys, uh, I'm done. Hmm. Called his bluff. Never came back. Like, wow, That's the way man. you end something. It's a, That's pretty uh, epic. Mic drop there. Yeah. A bad way to end something is saying, okay, I'm done. And then you come back and make Anchorman 2 15 <laughs> years later. And it doesn't work. It, it would never work. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, man. So you started boxing late in high school, it sounds like. Yeah. And then two years to national champion. Tell, tell me about that. How's that work? Uh, I think it, it's partly, I wouldn't say so much luck, but I'm amazing. <laughs> no, that would be a great answer. <laughs> I love that. I, I think I, I've developed a, a boxing style that was it's very unorthodox. And it doesn't really make any sense, but it works. Okay. And a lot of people can't figure out how to beat me. So what I would do is I, even when I was about 210 pounds, I'd be fighting super heavyweights. So I'm fighting these guys who are like 260, 270. Wow. And my thing in my head is like, if you hit me, you get a point. If I hit you, I get a point. That's right. how the scoring system works, or used to. And I was like, if I can just hit you once and you not hit me at all, I would win. So I just need to be in shape enough to run from you. So if you had a weight differential like that on a, on a super heavyweight, yeah. you're probably moving a lot more, a lot faster, yeah. trying to get them gassed than, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I just need to make it out the first round. And you're lefty, right? I'm a lefty. So that's a little odd. That's yeah. hard to defense. Yeah. And I'm awkward. So I'll, <laughs> I'll try to land one punch on you, and then you kind of feel like you're down a point. So you start getting desperate, and you start chasing me, and I run from you the whole round swinging. You get tired. Second round... You're going to have some juice in you for the first 30 seconds. I'm still running. Yeah. And then I'll stop. Pop, pop. And then I'm up 3-0. Then you get desperate, start springing for the fences and uh, trying to knock me out. It's not going to happen because I'm running. And then I win. It was it, it was so simple. I, 
I don't understand how anyone <laughs> let me. Like, I, my game, I had one Somebody game Somebody had done it before? Yeah. But every, all these guys are, like, big and strong, and they're like, I'm going to knock someone out in the first round. Yeah. So that that's what they rely on. So no one real the, the the bigger guys don't work out as hard, so they're not in as good a shape. Huh. They hit you, they'll kill you. But just <laughs> don't let them hit you. Yeah. That's it's, interesting, it's, it's man. Flawless. That that happened. Like my first nationals, I took that approach and I was just in better shape than everyone. And uh it was the first with like first year and a half I made it to the Olympic trials and I lost in the two thousand eight Olympic trials. Oh man. Which was cool. I was boxed for a year and a half. Making there was That's was that's pretty quick. Got to go to Houston, I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and it was the it was after the Olympic year. All of these guys, because everyone turns pro after the Olympics. Okay. Even if they go to Olympic trials, they make it close. They turn pro because that's what you're supposed to do. But I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna just keep boxing. So I was I was the only one with any experience who stuck around. And so in 2008, it's like winning wasn't that hard because everyone was pretty new. All the top guys had already turned pro, so I was the top guy. Interesting. And all I had to do was just keep being the top guy for another four years, and I could go to the Olympics. That's not a bad thing. No. Held it down. I was top guy for like four years. I'm thinking you're making it sound easier than it was, though. I'm betting you still worked hard. I, oh, no. I'm not saying I didn't work hard. <laughs> but I, like people just try to make it. People just try to make the whole boxing. like Whatever it is, people just overcomplicate it. I've oversimplified it. If I'm in better shape than you, and you don't knock me out, I have to win. Like, that's... That's my little game plan. That reminds me a lot of um, if you read or listen to any Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss. Uh, four hour work week and stuff. Okay, no, I haven't. I haven't he, um, a lot. he did a very similar thing, I think, with uh, kickboxing, where he basically kind of gained some rules to win matches, where he didn't necessarily hit <clears throat> the hardest or the most, but he used certain rules to win matches. I consider that being more of a man. Like, how do you win? I'm more of a man in the ring. Because Whatever I feel works. like a man's, on first, he's like, a man, I'm tough. No, a man's resourceful. Know the rules, know how to get around the rules. Like, what I would do with a guy is, if he'd throw his jab, I'd slip under, mm-hmm. throw an uppercut. he threw the jab again, slip under, throw the uppercut. The fourth time he does that, he throws the jab, I slip under. I just look at him. So, like, now he knows, if you throw that jab again, I'm going to slip. Gonna yeah, this is going to happen. So, I trained him to not to throw that hand anymore. And... Then if I can just find a way to do that with his right hand, I'm finding a guy with no hands. <laughs> then he has to second guess everything he's doing and everyone works primarily off of a jab, but now he can't throw a jab. Uh, it's little mental games I play. Well, and if they're going off, if if they're, like you said, going off a jab strategy and just power, just I've got to hit him and knock him out, Yeah. then that's going to take away most of their game. Yeah. And if that's their game, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys caught me, though. You guys never got knocked out, but I got dropped. <laughs> I got dropped one so bad. It took me it took me close to seven months to realize I got dropped. Oh. Because I was winning the fight. It was Andrew Shepard. He was fought in the army. He was he's huge, but you know, I got I have this plan and he threw a punch and I slipped it. Uppercut. Threw a punch, slipped it, threw a punch, slipped it. So then he threw a punch and I slipped it, but then he threw another punch. I didn't really take that into consideration. <laughs> he, he did something. Yeah, he did something else. I didn't know another punch was coming, and he, he hit me, and apparently it was like a slip, so like, uh, ref asked if I was okay, counted, I was like, whatever. And I continued the fight, I was winning, and I finished the fight, and I came out, and I was like, how'd you get up, man? <laughs> I was like, bro, it was, it was a slip. My 
it was a slip. He's like, it wasn't a slip. And all I remember really is my coach, I was laying on my back and my coach was like, you're right. I was like, yeah. He's like, get up. And I got up and finished the fight. And about six months later, someone came with me, came to me with it on, on film. Oh, really? And I, I got to see, uh, after that first punch, he slipped, I slipped, he threw another one and they should have stopped the fight. <laughs> like a, I got, it was dro- a hammer, huh? Yeah. I got dropped. <laughs> I was like, you got so much heart, Cam. How'd you get up? It was a slip, man. Nothing hurts me. I'm invincible. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. I, I, I look back at like, cause I was very confident. I've always, confidence has been my thing. Mm-hmm. I'd enter the ring with someone what I'm probably supposed to lose against, but I, Every part of my soul thinks I'm going to win. And like, I trained for everything. So but, you know you worked harder. Yeah. And he knows that I've worked harder. <laughs> if you can look at a man in the eye, and like, at face-off, we know who's supposed to win. And usually that guy wins. And the other guy would... The other guy backs. Like, at, at, at that eye contact moment, mm-hmm. you know who's supposed to win. Yeah. And the guy who's supposed to win always wins. The only reason why there's ever a great fight is when there's some miscommunication both of them think they're supposed to win. That's the best. Which rarely happens. I've always gotten there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to win. And uh, people just let me beat them. It's just like a mental thing. It's a mental block. Hmm. It's interesting. I've never... I haven't heard it presented that way about fighting before. It's really cool. I I was forced to take six-week boxing class in uh, college, and I was terrible because I was... <laughs> Coach made you do it? And, well, it's a requirement for where I went to school. So, 6'8", 183. Making 183? That, making that heavyweight cutoff because I was a high jumper. Oh, nice. <laughs> Doesn't fight real you well. You were 183? Yeah, I was a you little You should have been figure. born 183. I know. I know. So, I got pummeled. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny, it opened my eyes because a lot of people don't realize the type of fitness that boxing takes. Number one, you get gassed really fast. Yeah. Really fast. And number two, the shoulders just kill in like 30 seconds because there's weight on those gloves. Yeah. People don't realize. And there's some people who can generate, like like Tyson, he could have generated power from like the ground. It was almost like a mutation. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, So you didn't go back after the six weeks? Oh, no. No. (laughs) I I had friends that signed up for our, what they call the the wing open, the championships and stuff and went on and. They're much better and a little more body type suited than me. Yeah. It's like <laughs> six, eight. Jeez. When I have to fight in, in America, like all of our athletes go to sports that will get them scholarships. So all right. the big guys like in like in Ukraine or those countries, they don't have basketball. So if you're too big for soccer, you're just going to have to box. You're going to be a fighter. Yeah. And I'm fighting dudes who are like six, nine and six, 10. Good grief. And I'm like, I'm 6'3 on Wikipedia, like 6'2 in real life, but I'm nowhere <laughs> close to these like, mammoths. And they're they're like, if you can imagine a coordinator like Dwight Howard with gloves on. That's a big dude. Yeah. If you, if LeBron James were to decide to box instead of playing basketball his whole life and he had experience, he'd be killing people. Yeah. But thank God all those guys went to basketball. And I, <laughs> I can I can be, be the number one boxer in America a lot easier. <laughs> So how many times did you end up with a national championship through the through those years? Uh, I've won five U.S. national championships. I've won uh, three uh, PAL national championships. I've won three Golden Glove national championships, uh, two Olympic trials championships, 
Nice. Uh, and a bunch of just like international tournaments that Random I can't things. pronounce because <laughs> just like no vowels, just constants. So are you still fighting now or are you have you kind of shuffled on to other things? Yeah. I... In J- July 4th, I lost my last fight and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. Okay. Because... I fought for America like the last ten years. Been on the national team. I got I I've never been on a plane until I started boxing. I got to see the world. I didn't pay a dime. Cool, it was an amazing experience. But I can't like I can't pay to AT and T with my experience. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm 28 now. I need to be able to, you know, live comfortably. Sure. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be done with boxing now, and I'm going to pursue speaking. Saved up some money. I was like, I'm not working. All I'm going to do is speaking. Any dollar I use is going to go towards my speaking career. I bought a laptop. I bought like a camera to record stuff. Uh, I would go to different places to give speeches for free to gain experience because I don't want to be an athlete speaker because no one respects those people like athlete speakers. There are very few who are great. Uh, Walter Bond, the greatest athlete speaker of all time. Cool. Uh, But then if LeBron, my example, if, if LeBron James read his grocery list to you, it would still be exciting because LeBron James. Yeah. I don't have Le- LeBron James fame. So I'm like, all right, no. I, I've got to be a talented speaker. It's a good story to, yeah. to base on, for yeah. sure. But not everybody knows it from a Sprite commercial yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't sign a $91 million Nike contract before my first preseason game. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, he should have went to college. No, he shouldn't have. Uh, no. Yeah. You can buy college later. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys don't want me to go to your little basketball club because I bought because I got some jerseys for free. Yeah. Thanks. Ron James. Yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic with things like that nowadays. Yeah. And with with the amateur program, we can we can uh, and they call it the Olympic level program, but we can accept funds and accept sponsorships, endorsements, deals. But in America, no one cares about boxing like that. So right. no unless in- it's televised and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so no companies want to sponsor boxers. I mean, I get free stuff. I get so much free stuff. Anything I want, I get. It, I can tweet someone and get it for free. Uh, they're like, hey, can you just post this? I'm like, yeah. How many hand wraps do you need? <laughs> yeah, how many, how, many, how many hand wraps, how many t-shirts? I'm just getting, like, people are just sending me, like, protein bars. And, so you can eat. That's good. Yeah, but I can't I, send AT&T protein bars. No. It makes me wonder, did anybody ever approach you with the way MMA has gone in the last several years? Anybody ever come to you and say, hey, Cam, do you want to transition to that? I would laugh at them so hard. I mean, is that something, it's just not your thing? Never. You know, like, the only people who can be successful at at that is, for one, the ridiculous athletes. They're, They're those freaks of nature. Yeah. But there's some dude who I would fight. That has been wrestling since he's been five. Say so they and the grapplers and the wrestlers have taken it, right? Yeah. Oh, the, the training I'm going to do every other Tuesday and Thursday for wrestling is going to really prepare me for that dude. Yeah, who's won state championship or yeah. something. Yeah. Even just some dude in Iowa. Yeah. Because the competition's so big out there. Even if you get second at state, that's better than I will ever be. Yeah. Somebody that's been under a Dan Gable or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you're a boxer. Yeah. When I'm on my back, I now know nothing. <laughs> Everything I've learned is useless. <laughs> well, that's interesting, man. I mean, because it's really in the last 10, 15 years, it's it's kind of shoved boxing down out of the, the mainstream a little bit. Where yeah. I remember when I was in high school, we used to watch the, the, the Holyfield, yeah. the 
pay-per-views. The pay-per-views, the the comeback of George Foreman. That was big. And now we just, we don't hear about it like we used to. No. That that part blows a little bit. Yeah. But it's like boxing is the older brother who, he's done some great things. But he's got like a cooler, younger brother who's like <laughs> dating chicks in his grade and is much more athletic and hotter and more yeah, appealing. That could be a way to see it, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll come full circle. Stuff will change again in 20 more years and who knows what it'll be. Oh, yeah. And boxers usually, boxers are like, everybody, that's stupid, man. Forget the UFC. I'm like, why? Someone's enjoying a combat sport. Like, we're. People want to do it. They want to do it. People want to do it. Granted, they're not going to get paid much because they're so disposable. Yeah. Because everyone wants to do it. Like, yeah, we won't pay you much. Someone else is dying to do it for half of what you do it for. Yeah. So, uh, that's, why I, that's why I chose boxing. I won't go to anything else. I'm going to, pursuing the, the public speaking thing on a pretty large scale, talking to, uh, my, my, my goal is to speak to corporations on goal settings and time management. Very nice. How to be efficient with re- resiliency. And I've taken a message from my boxing and the lessons I learned in boxing and translating it into a, into a way that uh, corporate could understand. Very cool. So the core message of, you know, going to the sales meeting and stuff like that, yeah. some work with kids and stuff too, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, so I do stand up comedy and the, to get prepared for a show, you have to hit open mics. Open mics are terrible because they're usually at home wall bars. No one knows there's going to be a comedy show until they get there. So you get a bunch of people who meet up to have drinks and talk to their friends. Now they can't talk because there's a dude on stage telling the same joke you probably told last week at the other open mic. Uh, if you can win that room over and control the room and make that room laugh and you get on a real comedy stage at a comedy club with a light, oh man, you kill. But you're just going to bomb a lot at those shows because no one's... And it's the other comics who heard the same joke yesterday. Uh, so I, I took that approach with uh, speaking. I could do corporate gigs, but I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn on the spot. I want to make sure that I'm prepared and I know what to say and if anything mm-hmm. comes up. And schools has a very low entry point. They'll bring they'll bring me in because I want something. Granted, sure. you, would, you would think that these schools would do some type of background test or something before they bring people in. <laughs> but I, I go, I'll find a teacher and ask them to take over the class for the day. So if they have seven classes, I give the same speech, seven 40 minute speech, seven times. Okay. And that makes my timing better. And, and I add a lot of humor and it's, it's, it's like comedic humor motivation. Well, and, and it sounds like too, from your start, boxing was kind of the first thing that you really hit on athletically, right? Yeah. That you really latched onto yeah. when you were a kid. So it sounds like you've got some, I've been there, done that. If there's a kid in that room that is just feeling like he hadn't found his niche yet. Yeah. I I feel like my message gets across. And, and the corporate gigs, they pay. That's why sure. I want to do that. Sure. The, high, the, the schools, except for middle schools, because those kids are scary. Uh, like elementary schools <laughs> and high schools. Middle school kids terrify me. But uh, with the elementary schools, kids, they're just happy to see a story and be out of class. Yeah. And they're just different. excited and they're hyper. And uh, my enthusiasm, my enthusiasm is way through the roof. Oh, they dig that. They latch onto that. Yeah. They? I also keep fruit snacks in my pocket. And every time someone does something, <laughs> I throw, you just have to throw one fruit snack out. You've, you've bought the crowd for the rest of their life. 
uh, and then the high school kids, I do a live Q&A. So while I'm speaking, you can take your phone out and you can tweet me any question. Oh, at, the, cool. at the end, I do a Q&A and I have all the questions there. And also then builds my social media following. Well, and that's, I mean, let's face it, that's a way to engage them where they're at nowadays, right? They're yeah. going to be on Instagram. They're going to possibly be on Twitter, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, they, yeah. What I found is uh, these kids are... They're reluctant to ask a question in front of anyone. So I had to now put on the board, on, on the whiteboard, I'm like, hey, also, if you have a question and you don't feel comfortable asking publicly, you can send it as a message. 90% of actual questions. Like, all I see is like, can you dab? That's it. <laughs> but then the inbox is, it's like real deep, honest, heartfelt questions. And I'm like, yeah, that's... Well, they want to... They want to know that, you know, it's somebody that's coming from where they are at, maybe. You yeah. know, and if you can connect there, I'm sure that really helps. Yeah. Uh, there's one kid, after I was done speaking, everyone, like, took pictures. He wasn't really interested in the picture. And he asked, like, can I pull you aside for a second? Like a man. He's, I was going like, to say, that's pretty adult. Yeah, he's like, can I pull you aside for a second? He, like, shook my hand like, like an adult would. And he's like, hey, I... I do rapping, but it's more poetry. I, I call it rapping because people people like it better. And can you connect me with the right people? And you you I, you gave your story about the stand-up comedy and how you failed at it and the open mics you went to. Can you connect me with somebody who can let me into an open mic, even if it's 21 or over? I have no intentions of drinking. I want yeah. to perform. It's like, you've got a very old soul, young man. That kid knows how to network. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how you do it. Yeah. He's like 10th grade. Well, and, you know, it's it's rare that if you ask somebody, hey, can you help me with something specific yeah. like that? It's rare that people will just say no. Yeah. So that's a smart kid, man. Yeah, I, I'll help anyone willing to help themselves. And it's not like he's like, I want to start. He's like, no, I've done everything in my power. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a SoundCloud. I'm making songs. Mm -hmm. But I need to perform. Very cool. And I'm like, yeah. You think, uh, you think he'd want you to give him his SoundCloud up? Yeah. Huh? Uh, Who is it? Yeah. What's his name? Oh, we'll get it up on there. Yeah. I follow him on SoundCloud. Uh, I was supposed to have him on for a, a podcast last week, but it didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Nice. And so, you've got your own podcast, too. Yeah, I have my own, own podcast. I listened to the Joe Rogan experience, Yeah. and it blew my mind. Because I never really listened. I never listened to podcasts before. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I saw how long it was. It was like, they're like three hours it's long. Huge. And I'm like, I can't listen to that. But I did. I'm, I was driving down to Dallas. I'm like, okay, I guess I, I got time for two more. <laughs> and I just, I love listening to his pod. I love how honest he is. I love that he just, he gets shmammered with his guests because you can tell throughout. Yeah. You can tell how high he is, how hard he giggles. <laughs> and he's, oh boy. Well, the long form has something about it, you know. I mean, you've done local media here before. Yeah. And they'll they'll snip you down to, you know, a minute and a half, right? Yeah. You got a lot more than a minute and a half there. Yeah. You, you have. He did four hours with uh, Russell Brand. Wow. Yeah. I listened to it twice. That's crazy. Because I, I do love, I love Russell Brand. I love his, his flair and his pizzazz. I don't know if you've ever seen him yeah. do comedy, which I don't consider comedy. He is... That is public speaking because he's got slides and he's like, no kidding. And his diction is, 
I it's I an use English thing, words. Not he. Uh, he's the accent helps. Definitely the accent helps. <laughs> All through history, if we if we go back in history and act like somebody in history, we do an English accent for some reason, even if the people were from Spain. Well, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but he's he is what I would his his uh, last stand up special. That's how I want my keynote to eventually be. Very cool. I want it to be a show. And Very it is just a show. And it has and it, he did a comedy show, but it had meaning. It had substance. It wasn't just jokes. It was all real relevant. A lot of it was political. And I didn't get some of the jokes because like prime minister jokes and I'm like, well, we don't really We don't have one of those. Yeah, we don't we don't know what the prime minister <laughs> did. Uh and there's a few soccer jokes, but uh he his kid his name is uh Uh, Doobie? Oh no, no, Rage Gang. Beam, Rage Gang, comma, Beam Team. Uh, beam? Yeah, B E A M. Awesome. Team. Yeah. I'll look it up and I'll, I'll link it on the show. Yeah, he's uh, a super mature kid. And every really so cool. often you run into, very rarely, you run into somebody like that. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I that's who I was. And I don't know if it's Kansas or, or if just kids have changed because I grew up in New York and I was so into making money. Like, that was more fun. Not having money. I didn't care about having money. Yeah. But going out and hustling was the greatest thing for me. It was what I did for fun. If I knew it was snowing the next day... Get the shovel. No, no. Leave the shovel the night before I knock on all these doors and I reserve your house. I'll let you know that I'm going to shovel it by 10 a.m. While I'm shoveling one, all the other kids are walking around the neighborhood knocking on doors. doors. Got it already covered. I'm in no rush. Very nice. And uh, I'd wash cars, I'd rake leaves, and I always had money. Like $30 to an 11 year old. I mean, I, was, away. I was loaded. So many sn- king size Snicker bars. And I was, <laughs> so I was suspended from school in, in elementary school, no, middle school, for uh, they, they sell these McDonald's charity candies for a dollar buck. Mm hmm. I found out, I realized if I walked to school, it was, it was a few miles, but if I stopped off at the bodega, the corner store, I can buy the king size Snickers for 50 cents and then sell the Snickers for a dollar, like a real name brand Snickers, while these kids are selling off brand McDonald chocolates. <laughs> so I got suspended for that soliciting. Oh, come on. Yeah. Seriously, you I, can was, sell wrapping paper for the marching band, but you yeah, can't make a buck? the money was going towards me and their money was going towards charity. Well, maybe they need to lower their prices or get a better product. It was, Man, it was a baby here's the deal. I love that because that is the essential understanding of a free market, right? Yes. No, 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 not a free market. It <laughs> gets suspended. But <laughs> uh, it should be, at least. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. And I, didn't, and I didn't realize until recently, I'm like, that was great thinking on my... It was just natural. It was. It was. Like 50 cents for... Yeah, these kids would rather buy my chocolate, and I was selling maybe twenty bars a day. That's <laughs> that's a lot of money for. Yeah. I have to be at school anyway. Yeah, uh, and, that, and that's where I learned like everyone wants something for free. I don't have a whole dollar. Nope, you don't Sorry. get one. Yeah, meet up with someone. You guys both get fifty cents. Just cut in half. But today I don't see kids do that. Like it snows and no one's trying to shovel snow. I want to shovel snow, but I know it's like weird for a grown man to shovel the house and shovel snow. <laughs> I should like own a snowblower, but... Hey, it's hustling, man. I don't even shovel my own snow, but I would if someone else paid me. Yeah. Uh, 
do kids do that in your neighborhood? Some do. Yeah, some do. But I love the leaning forward. Like, it's going to snow. I've got you ahead of time. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Because that's, that's the salesmanship. That's the entrepreneurial getting ahead of the game. Not yeah. reacting, but, yeah. but planning. Yeah. That's very cool. So what, so you came here to train and, and spar with John Brown's fighter. Yeah. What kept you here? Uh, you, you, cause you could take your speaking pretty much anywhere. You could hit LA, you could hit, you know, you got a big personality. Maybe you could get picked up on something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I get calls to do stuff in LA and they're like, Hey, do you want to be on the show in two days? I'm like, yeah, I'm in Kansas City. You sent a flight. I'm right by the airport in Middle America. Like, oh no, we're just kind of looking for somebody in the area. Like, uh, they just want to buy an Uber. They'll pay for an Uber. They'll send an Uber to you. And huh. they don't want to even pay for parking, flights, hotel, nothing. Huh. So I don't get to do stuff in LA. But the reason why I'm here is I came out for six days and I took my took time off of my job in Florida, mm-hmm. Waffle House. And I did uh did was here for six days and then John Brown invited me back for a month to spar. And when I was here, I was like, oh, I kind of like it here. Like I lived in Florida for a little bit. I don't really like Florida. It's where dreams and people go to die. And then New York, <laughs> wasn't a fan of New York. Like I fell in love with Kansas City. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay here for a little bit. And uh, it's, Very cool. I've been since 2008. You know, it's funny. I, one of the guys I interviewed a few shows back said something that is kind of, I think I've repeated it on every show since. It's, Kansas City doesn't have a retention problem. Once people get here, they yeah. they pretty much stay. Yeah, you know they like it. That's my issue with the street streetcar. I I hate the idea of the streetcar <laughs> because they're trying. They want to like by 2022 or something. They want to connect it to like the airport and mm-hmm. other areas. That just means more people are going to want to be here. I don't want any more people. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is perfect. We can fill power can true, man. and still get parking. Like, that's true, and that's you know I, I lived in Austin before moving back up here, and um, they went through that, uh, you know, twenty thirty years ago, where people said, you know, don't develop that highway, don't do that because that'll attract more people. Well, people came anyway, and the city got to be a mess. Yeah. So now they're catching up. Yeah. So I, it's hard. Can we just? Can we? I know we're talking about a lot about building walls and stuff, but we need a wall like around <laughs> the Kansas, like. Up to Paola and uh, I would say... Carney. Okay. And then I want I want Legend. I want Legends and Zona Rosa. Yeah, that's and, fair. You got to have the Speedway in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And the American Royals moving out there, so give them some room. Oh, the Royal, uh, American Royal. Well, the, we'll take the stadiums too. Just yeah, this yeah, area. Yeah, just to make know. sure we got the sports. Yeah, one in, one out. <laughs> one, in, one in, one out. That's awesome. It's yeah. like a club, right? It's I, fire code. Yes. Another another issue I have, I love how small Kansas City is. I don't go out too often. I don't go to bars too often. I don't like the upcharge on alcohol. Yeah. I, I can just drink at home. Fair enough. Or at a friend's house. And if I'm going to with friends, I can't hear you. I can't hear you because it's, the music's too loud. Why are we going there? Yeah. So when I do go out for a friend's going away party or something like that, they try to charge a cover. <laughs> I, I won't pay a cover. Come I want in for in. the privilege of sitting on our seat. Yeah. Okay, if I pay this $5 cover, do I get ridiculously cheap drinks inside? Is there like a drink special that I'm no. getting? No? No? No. Okay, then. <laughs> not going. And my friends always... Because I'll throw a fit. And they'll say, well, I'll, I'll just pay your $5. Like, it's not about the $5. We can't let people think this is okay. It's a principle. Yes. Because in Vegas, they're charging like $70 to oh, get into man. bars. 
people We're not Vegas. No. <laughs> That's for sure. It's going to be $10 soon. And then 15 Someone has to stand up and stand outside. Well, that's a great lead because it, I ask everybody this, and you've got a, a great perspective on the city, I think, Cam. I always want to know what your hidden gems are, places that, that you think everybody should know about in town. And sometimes they're obscure, sometimes they're a little more mainstream, but it could uh, be anything, man. I, I would say, first of all, I hope you don't have any listeners because these hidden gems won't be <laughs> hidden anymore. Exactly. That's a, uh, that's a rub. Yeah, I would say... Don't worry, I have a small get, audience. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bigger than mine. Uh, Gambles. I love Gambles. They've named a burrito after me. Sweet. It's the Camarito. I can't it's, say that. It's but vegan. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then you got Food F U D. It's a vegan restaurant and it's amazing. It's also BYOB. Very like, cool. So they do setups or something basically like you get in Texas? Uh, yeah. I, it's like $8, 9 for an, like a ridiculous amount of food. That, that a normal person like you and I will probably throw down, but you'll be full. Very cool. And you can, if you bring wine, there's no cork fee or anything. They'll really? pour it for you. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. That's my, like, if you're going out tomorrow on Friday night, you go there. You'll drop 20 bucks on a bill. You bring your own, your own drinks. I love that place. Uh, where else? I like, uh, brew top on, Brewtop, the one in Oveland Park on Wednesdays, it's, God, I'm sounding like an alcoholic, but it's dollar beer night. <laughs> I, I don't even drink beer, but I just love the environment. That's so, where other people are. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the non-alcoholic spots. Uh, I would say the disc golf park in Shawnee Mission Parkway. Oh, yeah. That is sweet. That is sweet. And the last one, there is a skate city on 103rd that has a roller hockey league on Sundays. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Are you playing? I'm yeah. not playing anymore. It's uh, where Cam got his only concussion. <laughs> well over 300 boxing matches. No concussion. Roller hockey. Like, I, I wanted a power stop because it's, a, it's, a, it's not a co-ed league, but there's a girl on the team. But she's by far stronger and better and faster than everyone. <laughs> uh, it's a men's league, and then we have to play with this chick who's better than everyone. Nice. But uh, she like she does this power stop thing where she like puts all the weight and then just like stops. Yeah. Checks somebody six feet. Yeah. I was like, I want to do that. So when she she subbed out, I was like, Hey, how do you do that? And she's like, Well, a lot of people mess up because they don't believe they can and they they panic. Don't commit minute. to it. Yeah, they don't commit to it. And she said, you, you go up and she's like, put all your weight. And she shows me. And as soon as I get subbed in, like, get a fast break. <laughs> I'm going to try it. And a fast break, fast is subjective. Because these people around me are fast. <laughs> I am not fast. Uh, but I, I committed to it. And I did the hard stop and just baseball slid into the wall. Oh, skates dude. first. My all eight, all all eight wheels flew off of my skates. Dude, that's and a hard hit. They stopped the game and they're like, pull me aside and she's like, why? Why'd you do that? I was like, well, you said to be confident. She's like, yeah, that's something you do in practice that's or something. That's what I do. Is I'm yeah. confident. It's my thing. Yeah, it's my you thing. You know who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I, I was I was okay with the whole situation when it happened, but I woke up in the morning was like. Missing most of the night. Ooh, it's like, that's not yeah, that's that's probably what they talk about with like memory loss. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep my memory. It's a good call. Uh, yeah, 
Although it makes some great comedy routines material, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I wear size 15 shoes. I haven't found rollerblades. That's what kind of stopped me from going back. Huh. Because I'm not going to special order them. Yeah. Not, that gets a little them. silly. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to still be boxing uh, April 8th. So April 6th, I'm doing a comedy Sick. show. You get a show coming up at Comedy City, right? Yeah. I'm doing a show for with Tim Grimes uh-huh. uh, at Comedy City. And the money's, it's going to raise money for uh, Noah's Bandage Project, Ron McDonald Hope House. Nice. And uh, was, what was the third one? Oh, uh, American, uh, Consan- American uh, Cancer Society. I mean, yeah, American Cancer Society. Uh, so I'll be doing a comedy show there. It'll be catered, catered by Chipotle and I think uh, and a few beer companies. So it's going to be like you get two drinks for free and Chipotle. So you get some free cover. Yeah, you get, you get something <laughs> for your cover. That is... <sighs> yeah. That's April 6th. It's Thursday. On Saturday, April 8th, is the Kansas City Golden Glove State Championships. It's the longest-running Kansas City uh, sports event. It's the 74th year or something. Wow. And I'll be fighting in that. Okay. Are you going for a championship, or are you kind of doing an exhibition, Uh, or what? Like, when I I lost July 4th of last year, and I thought I was going to retire, then I realized, like, what health insurance costs, and, like, if I win nationals, I'll just get health insurance. Like, hey, that'll work. So I won nationals. That's why I went to nationals. I'm like, <laughs> I boxed for America for the last 10 years. I think I'm going to box for me. I'm going to fight anything that benefits me. I don't care about okay. the Olympics anymore. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm just going to continue to win nationals because having the you know, the title of number one in the boxer in the country, that's national awesome. champion, it looks good on when you're trying to Well, that supports what you're doing going forward, too. Yeah. And it's not like you're you're not old. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm, you're not falling I'm apart old. yet. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, and the Kansas City Golden Gloves, it, they raise money. It, it raised money for the, the local programs around here. So I'm that's fighting awesome. that because I wouldn't be where I am without like these funded programs. And I'm trying to help these programs get funded. So yeah. I'll do media and, and I'll fight and I'll try to sell tickets out there and, and, uh, and I'll go to nationals and represent Kansas City there just because very cool. Man. It's like a week. Where do they hold that one? Is it down it's in the Memorial? Memorial? Yeah, I'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Awesome. Uh, Thursday is going to be the prelims, but Friday is the semifinals, and Saturday is the big night, the finals. Very so cool. Likes and belts and belt awards, and their sponsors for each belt. So if you like get a sponsorship, you get to bring the belt in to the ring and give it to cool. the champion. Uh, so I'm going to be, I'm going to just fight for if it's the better good of someone else or a charity, and then I'll fight. Uh, just to keep myself relevant in the world of sports so I can book speaking gigs. Hey, if you enjoy it and you can, yeah, great. Yeah. What what I do now is if I, let's say I have a fight in, or let's say I have a speaking gig in, or a fight in Dallas, I'll get the dates the fight is and then I'll reach out to all of the corporations around and send them my speaking kit and say, hey, I'm, willing, I'm coming down. You don't have to pay for travel because I'll be be there for that already then i reach out to all the schools in the neighbor in the area yeah and i tell them for a discount rate i'll already be there speak at schools and then i reach out to comedy clubs and tell them that i'm me i send them a video i have a, a strong online following i can post it i'm gonna be in the dallas area you guys can sell tickets but i need 15 minutes of stage time on friday and saturday very cool so when i go somewhere i i try to be busy the you're still hustling man it's the hustle you're man. still knocking on doors it's, yeah yeah i'm Girl Scout cookies. These they knocked on my door the other day. Good on them, man. My daughter's I, a Girl Scout. Yeah, I was, I was like, okay, thank you. They're still doing it because yes. someone knocked. I'm like, 
it's either Jehovah Witness or the UPS man because he knocks and just walks away. And I was like, it was a kid. And like I said, like the mom sitting in the back. I'm like, oh, I, I don't want these cookies, but I'll buy one. I'll I buy absolutely a box of support. make my daughter do it. I, I make her, I make her do the door knock herself, and I make her do the asking. It's like yeah. great. It and it teaches them social skills. People don't have social skills anymore. Thank you, dating websites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't swipe left in person. No, no. Stop slapping people. Yeah. Only ugly people are slapping left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I was so shocked when she was at the door, and I was like, oh, I'm really not a Girl Scout cookie type person, but like, I pulled out my fanny bag. I'm like, I got a five. You have cookies for $5? I was like, yep. I'll take the one for, it was like $4. Like, you keep the change. Very good. But then they're going to get back to me with, I don't know how it works. I signed something. So I guess they drop yeah, the cookies they'll off. They'll drop it off. I've been yep. thinking about those cookies. Now I was like, I'd like them. What kind you get? Uh, I got the peanut butter ones and they're vegan. Yeah, they are good. They make a Girl Scout cereal. Yes, they just started that. Oh my God. <laughs> it is the Jif peanut butter cereal used to be my favorite cereal by far. Nothing came close. This girl got, these Girl Scout cookies has smashed any idea of what good cereal would be. <laughs> it, Love it. It's, it's like perfect. And you know, if you don't want to, if, you, if you're in our milk, there's still cookies. Who needs it? Yeah. It's perfect. They've, they figured it out. Well, Cam, man, I know you're a busy guy. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thanks this for having is, me. This has been a blast. And if anybody's wondering, he just mentioned it. Here's how you know this dude is confident. He's rocking a fanny pack oh, unashamedly every yeah. day. Every, it's not not like a novelty. Like, hey, I'm gonna do this. It's thing. practical. It, I don't know why it ever went out of style. <laughs> like anything you would need, and because you're a man, you don't you can't have a purse. No, I and, can't have a purse. You and I would I would gladly wear a purse, but the issue with the purse thing is I'll put it down to have a conversation with you and leave it. Forget it. This fanny pack I cannot leave. It stays attached. First of all, uh, not to brag to your viewers, but. I drive a Prius, so push the start. I never, to, I never have to take my key out of my fanny pack. I walk up to the car, it opens, it starts. You know, I don't know about the Prius, man. I, I just couldn't fit in it. Yeah, well, yeah, you're the, you know, again, giant I'm a little circus truck. freak, so I got a truck. Are you a truck? Yeah, I, I can see it. I would hate to have a truck because every weekend someone would be like, can you help me move? Of course. I just, you're the yeah. guy with the truck. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to get rid of my Christmas tree. There's that. I need you to help me get my Christmas tree. And well, you gotta help him bring it inside the house. Here you go. Final tip. You want to own a truck? You got to get a big smelly dog too. Oh. That way, every time they borrow your truck, they're like, they're like, know. oh, not again, dude. Because I got hair all over me and, and I stink like dog. Done. It's a good thing to smell like though. <laughs> ah, love, love puppies. Once I stop traveling so much, I'm going to get a dog. Oh, absolutely. Well, man, thanks again. This has yeah. been a blast. And uh, yeah, everybody, get out to uh, get out to see the Golden Gloves. Support it. Get out there. Yeah. I'll, on I'll be posting about it. Show. I'll be posting about all the all my upcoming events on KMF Awesome, C A M F A W E S O M E on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, and my website is celebritysportspeaker.com. Uh, I'll be posting about everything on there. I'm not famous enough for anyone to take my name yet, so. Awesome. So, still don't get Snapchat, but I'll, I'll do it. I don't either. Thanks, dude. Have a great day. You too, man. Hey, 
Don't you folks wish you could have as much fun in life as Cam does? Give it a try. I think it would be awesome. Don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, if you know how that works, at Facebook, etc. And go check out his website as well, CelebritySportsSpeaker.com, to make sure that you stay up on everything he's doing. So, hope you enjoyed this one. It was a ton of fun for me. And remember, if you are enjoying it, please share it with a friend, rate us, or give us a review on iTunes. That'll help other people find it. So, I hope you enjoyed this week's Casey Greats. I'll talk to you next week.